When it comes to games that don't count, the Sacramento Kings might be the greatest franchise in all of sports. Summer League championships, back-to-back perfect preseasons, capped off by a 47-point win over the Lakers. Let's talk about it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season today presented by Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10 News. I was actually not in the Golden One Center for the Kings route of the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. I was covering high school football here in the Sac Joaquin section is what we call it. it was at the uh, Rockland homecoming game the Rockland Thunder beating the Granite Bay Grizzlies uh, and typically Friday nights for the fall into the early winter are going to be like that because of the uh, responsibilities that I have at ABC 10 but even though the Sacramento Kings began or rather ended their season with a 47 point win over the Los Angeles Lakers I'm going to begin this podcast on a soapbox I'm gonna rant a little bit because there is typically Sacramento Kings disrespect doesn't bother me. Like I, I expect it when I read a national publication or national media outlet that, that writes something about the Kings that is maybe misinformed or doesn't necessarily have the full context or is just downright picking on the Kings, low hanging fruit. I read stuff on Twitter from other fan bases, picking on the Kings, low hanging fruit, uh, that, ignoring the Kings or ignoring Kings players in certain conversations, putting De'Aaron Fox way too low on like a, point guards rankings list or leaving him off like a top players under 25 list like that that kind of disrespect is kind of expected for a franchise that now owns the uh, longest playoff drought not just in NBA history but the longest after play active playoff drought in North American sports like it, it, it doesn't surprise me that disrespect right there is one certain type of disrespect that honestly goes beyond disrespect to me that really just gets under my skin and it's when and I know the Kings aren't alone in this, but the Kings are, are obviously what I pay most attention to. When the Sacramento Kings play the Los Angeles Lakers, and whether they beat them by a point or beat them by 40 freaking seven, and yet ESPN Sports Center, the NBA Twitter account only shows highlights and video of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, you don't have to explain it to me like I'm five. I understand that the Lakers have a bigger national audience. They're far more relevant. Just the Los Angeles Lakers market alone cares a whole hell of a lot more. I know there are more eyes and more general interest in how the Lakers, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, who didn't play in this game, but how they all do against the Kings than there is the Kings actually beating the Lakers. I understand that. That doesn't mean that you ignore the Kings outright, especially in a game that they win. Now, if the Lakers beat the Kings by 47 points, yeah, don't even mention Sacramento. That's fine, like until you're mentioning the final score. But when the Kings are the victor, which they were in both of these preseason games, and yet you go on to SportsCenter, you watch the recap, and it's all highlights of the one or two good moments that LeBron James had or Russell Westbrook leaving the game because of an injury. And then you, and it's not just that, like, okay, ESPN, SportsCenter, they always do crap like that. They do it every time the Lakers play another team, whatever. 
But when the NBA, the National Basketball Association that is supposed to be completely impartial, the full league, which features all 30 teams, when they continue to only put out highlights, only put out moments of the Los Angeles Lakers, to me, that's not just being disrespectful. That's being bad at your job. Because maybe in your mind, the Lakers and Kings aren't equal because of the Lakers market, because of the Lakers interest. And I understand social media is all about getting clicks, getting mentions, getting notices, getting responses, getting people to talk about it. But it is more than just disrespectful. It is insulting. It is doing the it is doing a disservice to not just the Kings, but to the league to not show what the other team is doing, especially in a game that they win. Like it's, 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 beyond bad to me when the league itself does it. Now, Sports Center needs to get their act together too, but I kind of expect it from them, right? I kind of expect that late at night highlight package, 40-second highlight package for a quick recap of a preseason game. Fine, whatever. I can get over that. But when the NBA, you go to the NBA Twitter account, the Kings are beating the living you-know-what out of the Los Angeles Lakers, and yet, oh, here's a highlight of of what LeBron did this one possession. That was pretty neat. Hey, here's a highlight of this guy that may only play 15, 20 points a night for the Lakers. Here's something that he did that was kind of cool. Meanwhile, we're going to make sure that this highlight doesn't actually have the score in it so you don't realize that the Kings are kicking the Lakers' ass and wiping the floor with them. Like, it's stupid. It's pathetic. It's bad. It's not impartial. And it bothers me, not just because it's Lakers Kings. It would bother me if I were a Bucks fan and it was Lakers Bucks, which by the way, even though the Bucks are defending champions, I guarantee you when the Lakers play the Bucks and the Bucks kick the Lakers ass this year, like we know they're going to, because the Lakers are not going to be a good team this year. Still, maybe not all the highlights are going to be Los Angeles. But I guarantee you the majority will be the Lakers regardless. It'll be like Giannis for a couple of frames, maybe Chris Middleton for one or two plays. And then, oh, hey, LeBron and Russell Westbrook punched each other or Patrick Beverly fell over. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's stupid. I hate it. I understand the reason why it doesn't make it right. And it's really insulting. It's really unfair, not just to the Kings, not just to Kings fans who obviously want to see their team talked about when they win. It's unfair to the players. It's unfair to the guys that are out there busting their ass who play in the same league, play for one of the 30 top basketball teams in the world that get treated like they are Maccabi Haifa or one of these whatever national teams or whatever bogus teams that you bring in to play an NBA team during preseason. It's it's sad. So, all right. I ranted. I'm going to get off my soapbox here because I should be happy. I should be enjoying myself with the Kings going 4-0 for the second straight preseason, by the way. They've won their last eight straight preseason games, maybe more. I have no idea how their preseason two years ago went. But that's why I say and that's why I joke. Like When it comes to games that are meaningless, when it comes to games that, and I shouldn't say meaningless, when it comes to games that don't count, like the Kings are certainly one of the best franchises in in the NBA, in basketball, let alone in all of professional sports. Like, two-time Summer League champions. I think the Portland Trailblazers are the only two-time Summer League champion team in it, uh, other than the Sacramento Kings. The success that the Kings have had in preseason, like, we would love to see that carry over. We would love to see that carry over into the regular season, and I, for one, do believe that this team is going to be able to do that, carry the success over into the regular season. Maybe not undefeated success, but 
the way the Sacramento Kings are playing, it's easy to see how it could be sustainable. Now, I don't expect the Kings to beat their opponents by a overall average of like 20 something points. I think Damian Barling from ESPN 1320 actually tweeted this out. Uh, no, he did not. He just tweeted out something else. But the average margin of victory for the Sacramento Kings has been like 20 plus points, pushing 30 at times. Like, I don't expect Sacramento to continue to do that and run through the league that way. But the way that they're playing offensively, defensively, the effort, the consistency of which the Sacramento Kings play now a Mike Brown system that it carries out from number one A on the bench to the very end of the bench. Like that's stuff I can see carrying into the regular season. I think this team is legit. And by legit, I don't mean NBA championship material. Maybe that's not legit to you. Legit to me, meaning I think this is the most legitimate chance the Sacramento Kings have had at actually making the postseason in a very, very, very long time. And I know I didn't say something. I didn't say that exactly, but I said some similar things when it came to last year's team. We all know how last year went. Last year's team should have been way better than they were. But the fact that there are certain guys that were a part of last year's team and have been a part of this organization for the last handful of years that are now gone and they've been replaced with better fit and better talent who are buying into a better head coach, maybe the best head coach the Sacramento Kings have had since Rick Adelman already. I I think that's significant. This team feels different. They look different. Mike Brown is different. And Mike Brown had maybe my favorite quote that I've heard from him so far. He, he said it after the game. Franklin Cardicelli from Sacktown Sports 1140 tweeted it out. He said, quote, it starts with the players. They're, oh, sorry, this is Mike Brown talking about building a defensive culture in Sacramento. He said, quote, it starts with the players, their buy-in and hunger. I really don't want you guys, he's talking to the media, in their all practice, but I wish you could see how hard these guys work. Our practices are harder than our games. End quote. Again, our practices are harder than our games. I too wish, Mike, that you would let us in to see this whole thing. And there are certain people like Kyle Draper, who I had on my uh, most recent episode of Locked on Kings that you should go and check out. Kyle was there watching the full practice. Gary Gerald, the G-man, was there watching the full practice and shared a little bit uh, with me when I chatted with him. Uh, Katie Christensen, who's going to be joining me on Monday's episode of Locked on Kings. She's been in there for all full practice, so they've seen a little bit. I know they can only divulge so much. But I believe, Mike, with the effort that this team is putting in on that end of the floor, because we've seen nothing to suggest otherwise in the limited glimpses that we've gotten in practice and in the um, preseason games that we've seen to this point. Now, the context of preseason is going to change quickly. I expect the Portland Trailblazers to be significantly better on Wednesday night, opening night, when the games matter than they were when we saw them on Sunday. Or was it Saturday? It was Saturday. That being said, I still think the Sacramento Kings should be way better than the Portland Trailblazers this year. I think the Sacramento Kings should be better than a, a decent amount of teams this year. And it should be competitive with everybody this year. And I'm looking forward to honestly seeing when they do face some adversity, how Mike Brown and this team respond to that. Really looking forward to that. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast, like I mentioned, is brought to you by Bet Online. And hey, I hope you took the over of points in this Kings Lakers game. I hope you took the uh, the Sacramento Kings point spread. I don't know if they were favorites or not. Truth be told, in this game, but whatever. I hope you took the Kings line because I guarantee you they were not minus forty six and a half. <laughs> this was a 
major, major game for Sacramento. This was a great preseason for Sacramento, and hopefully it was a great preseason for you on Bet Online making money. If you do gamble on the preseason, all the power to you. But once we get into the regular season time, Bet Online is not matched, cannot be rivaled by any other sports gambling or sports book out there. They have the best lines, the best odds for you, no matter what. And right now, the number one source for football betting, NFL, college football, doesn't matter there. They got it all for you. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game that you can find. And it's not just basketball and football. Of course, with the MLB playoffs going on, you can bet on that. Uh, MMA, boxing, and golf, if you're into those sports, you can bet on those amongst many others. Head to betonline.net. Use your mobile device, learn more, sign up right now, bet online where the game starts. So now that the preseason has come to an end, and I'm intentionally not diving too heavily into the Kings 47 point win over the Lakers because they kicked their ass. Number one. Number two is I guess like the stats weren't working at the game, which is something they hopefully they get figured out before Wednesday. So they didn't have official stats in this game. They had a score. Um, so I don't really have too much to go off of in that sense. And again, I was not there at the game. I was covering high school football. Um, so now that that's in the past, now the Sacramento Kings make their final roster cut on Monday. So the question I throw out to you is who is your final roster cut for this team? And I think this is a legitimate debate. To me, I think it's between three guys. I might add in a fourth, but to me, I think it's between three guys. I think it's between Chima Maneke, Sam Merrill, and Matthew Delabadova. And my fourth, maybe wild card, honestly, might be Chemezi Metu. I don't think, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Chemezi Metu is going to be a part of the team, but I don't think it's impossible that Metu is potentially cut. I think you can make a good argument for keeping all three of these guys, a confident argument for keeping all three of these guys. I think this is going to be a difficult final cut for the Kings. I think it was easier. I shouldn't say easy, but easier to make the Kent Bazemore and Quinn Cook decision. So if it were me, first and foremost, I'm not cutting Chima Maneke. I like what Chima brings. I think over the course of an 82-game season, looking at the Kings roster and, and looking at what I think they are going to need I think Chima Maneke ultimately checks more boxes than the other two. I like Chima's fire. I like Chima's passion. I like how hard he, how, how hard he plays the game. I think defensively, uh, he can be good for the Sacramento Kings. And at that kind of wing hybrid position, the Kings could always use more depth there. So I personally think that Chima Maneke should make the roster. I would be disappointed to see him not make the roster. Sam Merrill, I've been told has had a very, very good training camp. And from the windows of time that we've seen him play in these preseason games, he's a very good shooter. It's his number one NBA skill. That's always valuable to have, especially if, knock on wood, something happens depth-wise or injury-wise to guys like Malik Monk, or Kevin Herter, or Terrence Davis. You need more shooting out there. It's always a good, valuable skill to have, of course, in the modern NBA. But I think, honestly... I think at this point in time, it doesn't mean this is what I would do, but I think at this point, Merrill is the most likely to get cut. However, I do think there's a possibility too that Mike Brown cuts, uh, and I should say the Sacramento Kings, cut Matthew Della Vadova 
meaning they would cut both of the major backup or third string point guard options in Quinn Cook and Delavadova, trusting Kevin Herter and Malik Monk to maybe pick up some third string point guard responsibilities in the event that that's needed. If something again, knock on wood were to happen to De'Aaron Fox or uh, Davion Mitchell over the course of the season. I still think my gut tells me that Matthew Delavadova will make the team. My gut tells me that the relationship that he has with Mike Brown, the amount of playing time that he has gotten in preseason, which I don't read too far into, but that, 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 that that's why I knew he was favored over Quinn cook was because of how much time he was playing over Quinn cook. The defensive IQ that he has, the defensive background that he has, his veteran status, his veteran leadership, how well he is respected in the Kings locker room. I think Matthew Della Vadova does a lot more off the floor than on the floor for the Sacramento Kings and does a lot more in the training facility than he does on or in the Golden One Center or on the actual floor itself for the Kings. That's where I think his value is. That's why I think he's making the team. This is a really tough question for me to answer because... Again, I can make an argument. I just made an argument for all three guys. I like all three guys. I think if I had to choose who my final cut is at this point, I think it's Sam Merrill. And I don't feel good about it. Like, I think it's Sam Merrill, but I'm like, dang, some team might scoop him up and he might be valuable somewhere. Now, let's be realistic. We're talking about an end of the bench guy who can, in spot minutes, come and help you space the floor. Like, we're talking about a fourth string shooting guard here in Sacramento. So I'm not heartbroken if it is Sam Merrill. I'm not heartbroken if it's Matthew Delavadova. I'm not even heartbroken if it's Chima Maneke. I'm just disappointed. I think Chima's a great story. He's a great attitude, a great personality. And I, I and I, again, I think he's going to be the most valuable out of the three on the floor to Sacramento. Again, it could be Chimezi Metu. Like, I, I think all three of them present all three of the guys that I've listed maybe present more benefits than Metu, who we kind of know who he is, but who he is is not bad. Like it's okay. I, we, we want his three point shooting to be better. I think Chemezi Metu is towards the end of the bench, maybe the 13th, 14th or 15th guy. Trey Lyles is playing over him. If you're looking at depth, I mean, he's a four. So Alex Len is playing over him. If you need a third string big, um, I don't know where Chimezu Metu necessarily fits into things. So I think Metu could potentially be under consideration. I would be surprised if Chimezu Metu's cut. Let's put it that way. I think it's going to be Sam Merrill, but I don't think the Sacramento Kings feel good about it. Let me know who is your cut. Who is the final guy you're cutting off the roster? Who? What does the final Sacramento Kings roster look like? That decision I think will be made Monday. And then we look towards the regular season. Roster is set, expectations are set, and we'll go over one more time what the goals and expectations are for the Kings this season before their first game begins. Plus, next week, before opening night, I have a lineup of great guests for you that I'm excited to tell you about. I mentioned earlier, Katie Christensen will be joining me on Monday, or at least she's scheduled to join me on Monday. Just had her partner and Kyle Draper on my most recent episode. Go and check that out. Great conversation with him. Would love to get Katie's insight on what she's seen in practice from what she's seen in these preseason games. Of course, she's going to be the color commentator for both Mark Jones and 
for uh, Kyle Draper on the broadcast all season long, provides a really unique perspective. Being a former player in the WNBA, there's certain elements of her game. She was big in defense, big in the post. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting kind of that perspective on this Kings roster and what she's noticed for this. Plus, she's she's been in the grind in Sacramento professionally in this career for a very long time. So she knows the good and the bad that have come through here. Uh, so she'll be able to kind of compare what the Kings have now to past eras really well and give us the insight on that. So I'm looking forward to that. And then on Tuesday, I have it scheduled to do a locked on Kings versus Blazers opening night preview featuring Mike Richmond. He is the host of the Locked On Blazers podcast. He and I will come together. We'll talk about what to expect from this opening night game. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the preseason game. Um, I'm, I'm really anxious to kind of bring it to the table. I think the Kings are a better team than the Portland Trail Blazers are. I'm sure the Portland Trail Blazers might think that they're a better team than the Kings are just because Damian Lillard is still there. There's many who believe that it's going to be those two fighting for that 10th and final play-in spot. I think the Kings have their goal set higher than that, but I'd love to talk to Mike about that, get his perspective on that, and ultimately we'll preview and get you ready for opening night, which is going to be so much fun. Look, the Kings and Lakers game tonight, final preseason game was a sellout, 17,600 in attendance. Now, of course, many of them were Lakers fans. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't really bother me either. But 14,300 or something like that for the Portland game, 17,000 uh, for the uh, the final preseason game, Kings and Lakers, this fan base is ready, man. They're chomping at the bit. Opening night is going to be so freaking great. I cannot wait for it. And if you are going, let's have fun. Join me in the festivities. I will be there early. So if you show up early to reach out to me, I would love to see you, meet you. Thank you. Uh, for being listeners of Locked On Kings. Thank you for supporting Locked On Kings throughout this excellent summer that we had. And as good as a summer as this was and as fun of an offseason as it was in so many ways, the draft, the build up to the draft from draft lottery night all the way up until draft night was such an amazing time. How great Summer League was. My first trip to Summer League in Las Vegas. It was such an amazing offseason. I'm so thankful for it, but I'm so glad to have legit Kings basketball back. And I know we've said it before, this is our year and all that thing, all that stuff, but it just really feels like it this time, doesn't it? Maybe we're stupid. Maybe I'll be looking back at this clip and saying, you bought in again, you fool, you fool. Here's your dunce cap to wear. But at this point, I want to believe, so I'm choosing to believe, and I hope you're right there with me. Thank you so much for your support of the Locked On Kings podcast, your support of the Sacramento Kings. You're the greatest fans in the world and we'll continue to be the greatest fans in the world. I'm so thankful to have grown up a part of this fan base and to now work professionally with and for this fan base in a lot of ways. Uh, it's it's truly humbling for me. Can't wait for the season to start. Thank you, thank you, thank you for a great offseason and a great preseason. And let's enjoy some real, legit Sacramento Kings basketball coming up. Although, like I said, when it comes to unofficial Kings basketball, there's no franchise that does it better. We're the GOATs, baby, the GOATs of meaningless or games that do not count. And I'll take that with me to my grave. Thank you so much for your support. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Have a great weekend. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.